Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Dennis Tenorino, a domain investor, domain developer, and the founder and editor of Domainsmoke.com, the industry's easiest resource for searching and finding domain gems. Today, Dennis and I discuss how familiar roots and a career in sales landed him in the crosshairs of domain investing and development. Dennis then shares why he chose to focus on hand-regging domains as well as developing domains into web directory communities. Dennis also shares the backstory of starting Domainsmoke.com and how he's helping to educate and level up the next generation of domain investors. We also chat about portfolio size and hygiene and the types of domains Dennis has found success investing in, like CCTLDs, as well as strategies where he's realized substantial failure, like investing and developing new GTLDs. And last but not least, Dennis arrives bearing three exclusive offerings by way of a digital scavenger hunt, as well as a free for all domain investing resource to all listeners. So tune in all the way to the end for more details. And with that, Dennis, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today, my man. Hey, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, be here a part with you and uh, everybody else. Yeah, man, your your name came up, man, a week or so ago. I was doing a recording of Domain Sherpa that by time our show here that we're doing today or recording today airs, it will be live. But man, (laughs) your name came up on the show and they were talking about those NamesCon t-shirts, brother. (laughs) Why am I not wearing it today? (laughs) (laughs) So so Brandon was like, I've got to figure out how we can get that brosh shirt so the Braden and josh shirt and i think uh jt so jonathan tenenbaum he was the one that brought it up it was like who had somebody had a bra shirt it was like yeah that was dennis dennis he's oh my guy. gosh those shirts, that, was, that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun you know what i'm gonna have to get that shirt to Braden or to josh you know we had a lot of laughs and stuff like that everybody <laughs> was like what it names con so i was uh you know sharing them all in the names con uh, activity like on their feed and they're like you can just, they, they saw it. They saw me like, what's going on with this? They're like, all right, Dennis, like, wow, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> so it was funny. A lot of laughs, a lot of laughs. That, that, we, I enjoyed it. Now, thanks for bringing it. That's awesome. So the question is, were you actually printing shirts or was that just your digital prowess at work? Oh, man. You know what? I, my skills are good, but they're not that good. I can't, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, Photoshop that many of them. So you know what? I actually prepared. You know, I picked some people that I, I targeted some people that I thought, you know, that would enjoy it. Right. You know, other other investors and stuff like that. So all the people I picked and friends and, uh, you know, yes, yeah, so I actually had those shirts made, made all those. I ordered them a week ahead. I planned it out and then wow. I try to switch them up. I try to match like the images that I was using to, to have the, the colors of the shirts go with it. So right. it was cool. And uh, it came out really good. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I would do it again. That's for sure. It was it was a good time. So how many shirts did you print? There was about, I think if I remember correctly, correctly, there was about 15 shirts and uh, 15 or so shirts. So, yeah, I kept switching them out. And then, you know, in the whole thing was I was like, I wanted to have fun and, you know, be seen with that because I was going to a lot of the NamesCon tables because that's my my second favorite part of NamesCon (laughs) is going to tables talking. We all got our cameras on. We're all rapping. It's like, are you wearing 
uh, what are you wearing? What does that say? Does that say Mark <laughs> Levine on your shirt? What is that? Is that Alvin Brown? And so we had a good time with that. Yeah, so that that was the best part. I got it. And anybody wants a tip, it's called Spreadshirt.com. It's Spreadshirt, and that's where you can get all these shirts made. It was really cool. <laughs> nice. Now, I was about to tell you, man. You probably gonna have to set up a Shopify or something because it, it was <laughs> at least on that on that uh recording. We were like, man, we need to get these shirts out and popping, man. It's like, hey, let's get these things thing, flying. Yeah. Yeah, I That's said, man, awesome, Dennis, man. Dennis thinking that he's doing domain business and he's he's entered into the T-shirt business for the domain industry. Um, you know, what? you never know where, where it's going to lead you. Right. <laughs> oh, <industry>. man. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that yeah. the truth? And speaking of you never know where it's going to lead you. I mean, did you even have any clue in mind that you would wind up doing what you're doing today with domainspoke.com? Well, that, that's a great question. And no, I did not know that, you know, it was it was 2013 when I was introduced to domains. Right. And that's because where I started working in, in software company, building websites. And I learned about domain and it wasn't until 2014 when I bought and sold my first name. And then for years, I was not looking to you know share that with everybody. I was just, right. you know, I, I figured out how to buy and sell a name. I did that, which I'm happy to get into. But. I did that. And how, did I think from then I would start a newsletter that would reach a lot of people every day and uh, share names and go through auctions lists every day? No, I had no idea. But uh, yeah, that's when it started for me. And yeah. In, in so that 2013. Time, 2013. That's when the first time I heard there's these people, they're called uh, domain investors, domainers, and they own all the good properties that you can't get anymore since, you know, 1990s. And I remember hearing that go, oh, wow, man, that sounds pretty interesting. It's online real estate. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, well, and then you know, as time went on, I, I actually, you know, through work, I actually began to speak to a lot of investors who own like really killer names because we they would get in touch with us to build websites and properties. And wow. I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. And I talked to a lot of people and I met a lot of people like that that I knew who they were, but they didn't I, they didn't know who that I knew who they were, right? So I talked to like Paige Howe, for example. I talked to him, he had no idea. I'm talking to him on the phone, he's like, Yeah, I have this and that. I'm like, this is Paige Howe. Like, you have no idea that I know who you are. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> and this was way back then. So it was so interesting. And uh, in that time, so that was sort of like my seasoning of like these people, they buy and sell names and then learning all that and learning, you know, what to do with them. And then, you know, obviously listening to Domain Sherpa and things like that kind of led me into that. You can share other names and names get out there and there's lists everywhere for people to, to pick names from. So that's sort of like what rolled me into understanding and wanting to be a part of it. So Dennis, I guess now, do you have a background on like computer science, computer programming, or like, were you building websites? Like what's your background? So myself, um, you know, what I do currently is I work at Brilliant Directories um, in sales, right? I'm the, the customer success director. So head of sales there, I've been doing, I've been in sales for, wow, I think ever since I can remember over almost 20 years now. Uh, ah. so my first jobs in sales. So I'm sort of like, a, I guess you could say a born salesman. I love it. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's sort of my background. I mean, I, I, I majored in business, but um, got into sales, always liked it. So then this role came around at Brilliant Directories where I started out. And uh, that was back in 2013 for, you know, sales and stuff like that. And so uh, in going to, into that, before that, before I started there, was I into websites or development? No, no, I was a newbie. I didn't build a website or anything like that. And I learned the ropes and I figured things out, learned how to learn code. I'm not a programmer or coder, but learn how to understand and talk it and walk it. So it's been a lot of fun since then. And so that's what's led me into connecting the two together because you can't have a website without a domain name, right? We know yeah, that. So that's yeah, what really definitely. brought me into it and the fascination for it, of course. Yeah. So then I guess now, do you come from a family of sales persons or people? 
You know, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think every person in my family is, was always a salesperson, right? So you know, talk about my family a little bit. It's a good question. Um, you know, my, my sister's a salesman, my uh, saleswoman, <laughs> right? my mom, my other sister, my dad. I mean, everybody. So, yeah, my and my family, like, you know, my dad, he was uh, four-time Mr. Universe, uh, Mr. Natural America, Mr. America. So he competed in bodybuilding for almost 30 years, right? Three wow, decades. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he's an evangelist. He preached around the world for almost 30 plus years uh, after he retired from bodybuilding. So just, you know, being loud and being social and getting being outgoing, <laughs> it's definitely just, it's in my DNA, right? You know, just imagine, you know, like growing up around my father and stuff like that, 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 that was his whole life was being in the spotlight and stuff like right. that. And, uh, you know, he ran several businesses himself. So yeah, I definitely picked up a lot of that, you know, and, and talking about being a salesman that go that takes me back to my really young years when, uh, I started selling candy in third grade, got in trouble for doing it. Of Took course you did. Away from me. I was, you know, <laughs> funny for kids, you know, chocolates and stuff like that. And they took it away from me. I'll never forget that. I like, took it away. And my parents were in on it. Like, Hey, you know, you want to be doing a little business thing and stuff like that. And then I started selling sodas and then it just stopped, but it was really <laughs> funny. So that was kind of my first introduction to sales back then. And then it just became part of the family business and stuff like that. I, I became part, a part of the family business of what my dad was doing and things like that at the time. So yeah, sales definitely a part of my life and uh, my family as well. <laughs> Now, how have you transferred that? That so, this experience, obviously, the lineage coming from a family that's been based in sales. Like, how have you transferred that in terms of uh, buying and selling domains? Oh man, well, I think being able to talk about domains is uh, is one of the most important things, right? Being able to express it, the need, how valuable it is, how 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 it can help increase your brand and visibility and respect for your business, right? So, definitely translated that into having it be a product that I can sell as an asset, right? A valuable product and using my experience, my knowledge to be able to acquire and uh, accrue some of the ones that I think that people will want to buy. And that's one thing I always think about. I was writing about that the other day. You know, you can, we can all buy any name we want, 99 cents, $100,000, but if no one wants to buy it, if no one wants to take it off our hands to an end user, that's something we really need to think about, right? Are we the end user or are they, right? And that's one thing that with the sales, I've always thought about. When I saw domains, I'm like, okay, well, this is my inventory. The buying a domain is my inventory, and my job is to figure out a way to sell that, whether it's various marketplaces or by doing outbound, which I used to do that for a while too. And you know, that's where this, the sales part came in. I'm like, well, I, I know if you can buy, and I can contact people to, to buy these names. I'm going to do that. And I sold a lot of names through outbound in the past when I was doing that. And that's like where my sales background translated into domains was understanding that I can, you can, if you can sell, you can sell other stuff and domains is something else just as a product itself. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's interesting, man, because when I think about most domain investors, now you sit in a u unique position in a seat in and of itself. Um, yeah. And here's why, obviously, because one is you're a domain investor. Yeah. So you you have your own portfolio, you're investing in domains, buying and selling, but then there's also you play a part in the industry in terms of helping other people to learn, level up as domain investor through domainsmoke.com, through providing a daily newsletter with a list of expiring domains across many different platforms. So yeah. that's one thing. And then you also develop, I'm assuming, at least from what I caught uh, in, in a couple of conversations, is that you develop websites and actually monetize them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is, I go, man, that is something that is unique. And 
something that we both have in common, the ability to do all three of those things, um, if not more. And so most people, though, they come in and they're only on one side of that equation or facet, if you will, in terms of just being a domain investor. So more like a consumer of domains in hopes of selling. And so like in your experience, when did you really have a aha moment of not only can not only have I figured out how to buy and sell um, in an efficient and profitable manner, but I also figured out, hey, I can actually teach others to do the same. Like, when was that? That's a great one. So, OK, let me think back to that moment. When was that? It, OK, it was around. OK, so 20, 2014 was when I bought and sold my first domain. Right. Bought the first one, flipped it in 49 days. Hand reads the name. For, so it was a hand read eight bucks, uh, lawyerboss.com. I was like, I want to take a stab at, well, let me tell the story, right? So <laughs> I go to inquire in a name to build a site because I, I built my first one. Then I, I got hungry for another idea, right? And I go, okay, let me find a name. And, you know, this is when I wasn't an investor yet. I didn't really understand, you know, the, the aspect of how far you can take it. So I inquired on a one word.com. I got a response back. If you can uh, submit a minimum offer of $100,000, let's talk. And they wrote back to me as a GoDaddy broker and they said, well, maybe you should check out After Nick. And so I go on there. I'm like, this is really interesting, right? I'm going to start here, right? So this is really interesting. So I sort of figured out After Nick. I hand read the name, lawyerboss.com, sold it in 49 days for 700 bucks. I fell off my chair. I was like, <laughs> holy smokes. Oh my gosh, what did I just do? I, I am on top of the world, right? And so I had fun doing that. And so from that, I go, okay, well, I got to figure out more of what's going on here, right? So in that time, I started buying and selling more names. I figured out, I learned about GoDaddy auctions. I found Domain Sherp and I was eating that up every day, right? I was listening as much as I can. And so in that time, it was from like 2014 to, I believe it was like 2018. I was really like a lone rider, you know? I didn't really talk to many investors. I didn't really uh, socialize. I would go on Twitter here and there. And then yeah, I wasn't into name pros yet or anything like that. I wasn't really on there much or into forums. So it was really just alone. And then it was, about late 2018 when I went on Twitter. Yeah, this is what happened. So I went on Twitter and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of like domain action on here. There's a lot of domain investors. I started following some people. I'm like, Twitter's kind of the place. All right. And I feel comfortable there. And that's what I think is really important with anybody in social networks is whatever you're into, you want to feel comfortable in that space, right? Not yeah. everyone wants to go in one place or enjoys it than another. So I went on Twitter and I started finding people. I saw that there was a telegram group for, um, a telegram group for domain investors. I joined it. It's Daryl Lopez's uh, telegram group. Anybody can join if anybody wants. I can send you a link to join that. It's great. So it was in there that I um, went on there and I started socializing with people. And then I remembered, I'm like, I'm going to these lists every day. Like I'm going through the auctions and I'm going through the names that are dropping. There's so many, I can't buy them all. As much as I want to <laughs> be a pig and I want to buy every name and I need them all. I can, I, I, maybe I could buy a lot of them, but I'm not going to be able to sell them fast enough where it's going to make sense. So right. that, that was sort of the aha moment when I realized, man, I want to kind of get these out there. I feel like now, you know, I found a group and, you know, I want to get, I want to create something out of it. And, um, you know, for me, it was really, I have an ex I had experience building websites that were directories, uh, membership websites. So to uh -huh. me, those are communities, right? You want to build a website that's a community of people, whether it's around like your town, your city. Uh, like a group that you're a part of, uh, like a commerce or something like that. So there's different ways you can do it. So I sort of took that feeling that I had created before in other websites. And then I wanted to create that with Domain Smoke. So that was like the aha moment to take it back was, you know, finding all these names that were expiring, 
getting a, a group or community together uh, to be able to share them with, and then uh, you know doing that often. And and that's where Domain Smoke was born to be able to put that together and, and get it in the hands of others. And uh, yeah, it was just sort of, I rolled it out. There was the first day I was like nervous. What am I doing? I remember that day, uh, let me try this out. I hope I hope they like the name. Right? You know, as time went on, I got more confident and then people understood it and, you know, and, and it started to grow. So that now is almost, I'm going to hit the I think, two year anniversary uh, coming up next month. So I'm yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking about, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's tough. And obviously this will, you'll, you'll relate to what I'm about to say is that in the in the domain space, two years is a long time. Oh, yeah. um, now, obviously, you have folks out there who have been doing this 15, 20 years. You know, you start thinking about the publications like dnjournal.com with Ron Jackson or uh, domain name wire.com with Andrew Alleman. And they've been doing it day in, day out in terms of just bringing Every us day. news and publications. Um, and, but to do the same thing for, you know, expiring domain names, I, I tell people all the time, I said, man, listen, the domain name space is not sexy by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it is just names that are expiring daily. Like you have to have a passion and a love to do this daily oh, yeah. and to do it for years, decades to come, like hands down about it. And, and you and you've likely known just in your experience, seeing a number of people come and go. You yeah. know, you, you you see people, especially on Twitter, they get fired up about it. Oh man, I had my first sale, blah, blah, blah. And we might not ever hear from them again. Yeah. And, and and that's you know that that just kind of comes with the territory. Now that being said, though, when you started out, though, did you strictly start out with hand registration domains, or how did you, or did you venture over into like the expired domain auction? So when I started out, um, so I hand reg four names. The first one sold. The other ones, I think I had realized like they weren't likely to sell. I had bought some dot orgs of like names that I thought were cool. At the All time, right. right? You know, maybe they got me with the GoDaddy offer. You paid that, that extra two ninety nine. You got the dot net, the info, the biz, and like you know, stay <laughs> away from those. And I'm not recommending that they got me, right? They they tricked me just as well as they had many other business owners and investors. But I think it, yeah. So for it was for quite a while until I really understood GoDaddy auctions. I remember hearing GoDaddy auctions. That's the place like on Domain Shirt, but I always hear that. And I was like, I got to figure that out, right? Because I was so new to it. I didn't understand it. And I didn't have anyone to talk about it with. And I, and, I, and I think that was one thing that listening to them helped me out a lot. Everybody that was on there in those years and going back. So definitely, I think for the first portion of the time, I was hand registration and registering names, trying to find my way there. And then I ventured into GoDay auctions probably about the in, sometime in the first year of my you know journey into uh, domain investing. Yeah. Gotcha. And then <laughs> and when you started... When you, when you started buying now, did you or because or, I'm assuming I, or at least I heard you say in regards to like you started watching DomainSherpa.com. And so yeah. you started gathering your bearings in terms of education. Now, when you approached buying expired domains, were you buying through the lens of the different asset types in terms of or different categories of domains in terms of brandable, uh, numerics, uh, you know, one word, two word? Like, what were you going after? Or were you just looking at a list saying, man, that sounds good. I think I'll buy that. <laughs> I think you you nailed me right there, right? When you said it, that sounds good. I think I'll buy that. That fit me. Definitely. That was my criteria. I mean, for the probably first six months of Oh, that looks like a nice one. And I remember sticking to .com for the while. I understood .com. So if I look back, what was I buying? There were brandables, right? I wasn't going after any exact match or numerics right. or alphanumerics. I think I was really just going for names that just kind of sounded cool, like 
you know, like Lawyer Boss, for example, that was my first hand reg that I sold, which is brandable. So, so names that were like that, that I thought were cool. And then as I started to, you know, figure out and learn and read more, I started to, you know, figure out that you, if you're going to buy these names, have them be a certain amount of what you buy. Don't just, unless that's going to be all you're going to be, right? So I wanted to, you know, once I kind of devised a strategy after really just playing the field a bit, because um, I wasn't taking it serious in the beginning. I was just kind uh. of, happy, right? and that's where I was. I didn't get into it and then like take off like a rocket. Now, I wish I did, you know, things <laughs> over the years, right? I mean, now that I look back, if I, I seen some of the old auctions I was in, I'm like, oh, I would have paid this for that now. Oh, and then, you know, so I think back, you know, I remember there was one, it was like, ha- oh, here's one that like, I didn't pay a lot. I didn't even think it was that serious. It was like, it was so, so early. It was like happybday.com at the time. And I was like, you know, that's an interesting name, Happy B Day. I'm like, okay. And it, it went for nothing. And I'm like, wow, you know, just looking back, <laughs> that was my early days. And there was a lot of those that I just didn't understand or have the foresight, you know, just yet. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun back then. But yeah, now that I know what I know now, just like all of us, as the time goes on, yeah, I, I would have been definitely looking a little bit differently, you know, trying to figure out more of a strategy from the beginning and not trying to, you know, kind of walk on one leg and, and be on my own. Right. And I think that now, <laughs> That's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. So then did you have any so- sort of uh, budget constraints or limits in terms of, you know, like for me, when I started out, I was like, I, I'm not going to spend over $250 on a domain auction. That was just kind of my ceiling at that moment until I actually learned that, okay, hey, I could actually buy this thing and flip it in a reasonable amount of time. Till then, I'm not going above that limit. Like, did you set anything in place like that? Or was it just, hey, man, this thing looks good. It sounds good. And I, doggone it, we're just going to go down to a bidding war. Well, I could, I can't tell you that I never got emotionally attached to a name <laughs> during the auction time and paid more than I should have. I can't say that I haven't done that countless times because you're not a real investor. If that hasn't happened to you, at least, a dozen times, but not. <laughs> so did, that's a great question. Did I have a budget? Yeah, I think at, like in my early days, because I just felt like I was really kind of testing the waters. I didn't want to you know, spend too much more than I knew or like waste money in a way. I think that's kind of like was my feeling because I was not fully educated on like mm. the potential of domains uh, or my skill set wasn't sharp enough. So I think I was in that like uh, hand reg to like a hundred dollar range. Um, for auctions, but definitely I know for a fact that some auctions got the best of me and I paid more than I, I should have wanted to. And uh, that definitely happened. <laughs> awesome, man. So then, you know, kind of changing up here. So like, were there ever moments, and I'm pretty sure that there are that, you know, obviously you're looking through a lens of domain investor, but also you're, you're looking for, Hey, I want to buy this, buy this low, sell it high. Um, and in a short amount, in the shortest amount of time that that's feasible. So obviously you're looking through that lens, but as you were going through on a daily basis, looking through domains, then I'm assuming that somewhere in your head, you see a domain and go, you know what, instead of buying and selling that, I think I can actually develop that. Like how, how did that, where did that come into play? Like, were you strictly just saying, I'm really looking at these things more for investment purposes, buying, selling purposes only, or was it a matter of a combination that you just started seeing things that you could develop and you started developing them? So definitely there was a part where, you know, I, I see those domains and I have like that gut instinct. I go, okay, that, that's one I want to snatch up. I'm going to buy that. I want to flip it. And then I see those ones like, okay, 
that one that one piques my interest. That could be mm. a website. What kind of site could it be? Could, is that something I'd be generating ad revenue from? Is that something that would be a membership website? Would that make a great job? Uh, make make a great uh, what is it? A great uh, so ad revenue subscription website. Would that make right. a great blog? That's what I was looking to say. A great blog, right? So those are the things I'd be looking for. So if I see domains like that, because those are ones that I like to develop. So if the, if I see those type of um, those domains pop up, those are ones that pique my interest when I see those. Aside from the investment uh, uh, domains that are out there, and yeah, I definitely see those. I mean, I love the exact match ones. Um, if if I see something that's like long tail, like it just depends on what they are, but always something different one from another. And um, yeah, there's I definitely have a part of my portfolio of the ones I want to develop and the ones that I, that I have, <laughs> and the ones I'll never that I think I'll develop and I never will, right? Because that's all of us. We have our projects, and uh, but yeah, definitely there's some that like I've enjoyed and. Uh, even if they don't meet, reach their full potential, I'm happy I at least started working on them. Like I have, I know I have a few in my mind right now that I'm thinking about that are just sitting there with that, you know, waiting page, right? The, the coming soon page. I'm like, all right, I got to get to that one. But, you know, I know it's like, I get just with any, with domains as well as the websites, I get passionate about it. So I'm, oh, yeah. I try to be mindful and careful with my time, right? Because time mm. is valuable. Every day the clock is ticking before you know it's night. And I know that if I start working on it, time will fly. So I always try to like be mindful of, if I start working on that project, what about the other ones? Or what about the other things I'm doing? I don't want to invest too much in it if I'm not ready for that yet. So that's where I think some of those projects get put to the side and we got to wait for them. But um, I don't want to forget about them completely. That's for sure. <laughs> now, Dennis, in terms of your development efforts, like how do you typically approach development? So like, for instance, you know, when I was doing search engine marketing and just trying to develop my chops a bit, uh, I would see domains and I, you know, I kind of time box myself. So I say, hey, you have two weekends. Your first yeah. weekend, you're, and, and it's only Saturdays. It'd be like, all right, hey, you got eight hours today because the wife and kids are gone. I would come in. I'd say, okay, technically, I'm going to set everything up. I'm going to set all my hosting up, my SSL certs, uh, WordPress go. up, choose a theme, um, get everything up. And then that's kind of that day. Then the, by the next Saturday, I will have either wrote, um, you know, wrote down a list of topics or listed some topics down. And then I will farm that out to something like uh, Upwork and yeah. farm that out to some writers to go, hey, go do yeah. research on these topics. They get me back four or 500 words. I then come back in on that next Saturday within that 80 hour period again and say, OK, now I'm going to edit, put my voice over it. Uh, schedule all the content out there, let it post as it does, you know, in time, and then just kind of sit and wait eight to nine months for Google to gather that uh, and then rank the site. So like, what is your approach in terms of you look at a list, you see a domain, like what's your process and approach to developing sites? Yeah. So once I find that domain, if I know I want to develop it, I think I love calling it standing up. I want to stand up that domain on a site as soon as, as soon as possible. For me, that that becomes it becomes real at that point, right? Mm. Like take that domain, change the name, servers, however you're going to connect it, put it into a live page, whatever software, whether you're using a pre-built software, if you're doing WordPress. I think that once I've acquired that name, if I know I want to build it, I want to make it live as soon as possible because to me, in my mind, it becomes real, it becomes an asset, it becomes a uh. project. So I think number one, and it, a lot of people don't do that right away. I think for me, that's the first thing to really think that I need to start working on this. So definitely do that. Uh, once that's gotten going, I love to get the aesthetics going and I don't want to over design or over set up. And just by what I mean, that is configuring the site, just get whatever settings or whatever idea, get it live so I can visualize it. Um, I have definitely uh, taken a pen and paper out, written things down, the squares, I want the images here, 
just to get things going initially, right? To get that initial first set of uh, cracking, right? I want to get it going. I want to get it launched. So if I feel that, I get that going and then content comes. So mm. once I, I set up the house, I look at it as I want to fill out, I want to fill the rooms with furniture. I want to put that blog article in there. I want to put these images there. I want to link people to this site. I want to have it be all together. So I'd say definitely those steps. Yeah, get the domain, stand at the site, whatever it's going to be, even if it's nothing, get the, get it get it real, make it an asset, uh, develop the set, like, I'm sorry, configure the site so there's a design, get the idea going so I can mentally start to plan the idea or the business plan and then start to fill it out with content. And yeah, I think getting content in the site is one of the most important things as quickly as possible. Your strategy with Upwork, I've done that several times. I think it's amazing. Um, I've heard you talk about in the past. I think you, you, you said something I'll never forget, actually. You're like, I can... I can uh, I, I can edit or rewrite faster than I could write at some point. Yep. And I learned from that. I'm like, you know, that's really good. It's so true because think doing the thinking process sometimes it's not hard, but it's time. And that's the part. Yeah, you're right. And so you can go in there, you can edit, you can add and you can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. You're just you, you're just being smart with your time and paying. You, we have to buy our time sometimes. Right. Paying for that yep. article and things like that. And so I think in doing that. It's really good. And there's some really talented people out there to help you write content, like especially Upwork, yeah. uh, Fiverr and places like that. You find one person, stick with them, get to know them and just read them over and over. And that's definitely a way to help jumpstart what you're doing with your development and uh, trying to rank sites and get them indexed. Right. And, that, and that's what I tell people, like I, I time box myself just because it's easy. It's too easy, rather, to look at a list daily and you know it as well as oh, I yeah. do. There are so many names that I mean are actually decent names that you don't. I, I look at it. And I say you don't have to have the top of the top, uh, the cream of the crop right. name to develop. You can actually have just a subpar name that, if you have great content on it and, and you've done your research and you know that you can get it ranked and ranked well, like man, you don't really need the top of the top in terms of the cream yeah. of the crop of a name. Now that being said, though it's too easy just to go out, see a name, start just working on a site without necessarily a plan. And then the next thing you know, you burn out, um, oh, which is man. why I time box myself. So like, how do you keep yourself challenged and interested in, in the number of development projects that you have so that you don't burn out or that you don't look up and it's like, oh yeah, that project we didn't complete. <laughs> you know, I think, so I really, uh, you mentioned research, which I think is so important. I'll never forget the presentation you did. I believe it was at the domain show last summer, right? When you went into a few different ideas that you had uh, about how you, how you research, how you development, how you scope out. And I think that that's super important. Um, if, so there's, there's two types, there's, in my mind, in my, in my uh, perspective, there's like domain, I'm sorry, there'll be development projects that you're passionate about. Now, mm -hmm. this could be something that you want to do because you're not necessarily looking to make money on it, but it's something that you want to do either to serve or to use to have people enjoy, right? And those are the ones you may not research as much, but you want to get that going. You want to have it be live and have it exist. So those are ones that like, that's something I would just do in my spare time, right? If I'm thinking about, you know, how, how, how wise do I want to use my time? Now, the ones that I've researched and I've looked into more, which I think is super important if you're going to do something to develop and try to monetize it is you need to do that research. You want to look at your competitors, spend, spend that four hours doing that before you spend the, the 20 hours doing a site that right. you realize, Hey, what was I doing? Give up that four hours as your initial investment. It's your time, but give up that four hours. So you don't spend 20 or a hundred hours on something that you're going to burn out. The flame burns out. You're not, you don't want to be there anymore. You're like, I'm over this. So I think that that is super important to do. And yeah, like 
having that research done and knowing your competition is, I think, is really important. Uh, not to be afraid of them, but just to know so that you know where your goal is, having set a goal, right? Because it doesn't, nothing happens overnight with development, especially right. when it comes to ranking and indexing. And if anyone tells you it will, run from them <laughs> as fast as you can because they are not being honest. <laughs> the truth. Yeah. That's the truth, man. That is the truth. Run yeah. from them. Oh, man. Run from them. And yeah. so that's interesting, though. So then, it, you know, because like even for me, I have to set reminders um, in yeah, Google yeah. Uh, just to say like, OK, hey, you you did your two Saturdays. OK, in six months, check back in on this. Six months after that, check back in on the site just to see how it's doing. Now, one interesting thing that I heard about and I heard this by way of Clubhouse because you were on Clubhouse, you were in one of the rooms. It was like a domain uh, auction or some sort of I want to say I can't remember whose room it was in, but it, it piqued my interest because it made me think about development in a new light, um, which I knew it's always existed, but it was until I actually heard that you were doing it, which was this, and it was basically taking a name, you would develop a, a site on it, but then turn around and immediately go out and sell that site. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that just like kind of struck me. I was like, man, now how does that work? Because obviously most people will say, okay, well, is the site ranking? Um, so like, how did you go about positioning, uh, taking a domain, developing a site, putting content on it, and then being able to flip it to uh, in, in, in users without having to wait some nine to 10 to 11 months? Yeah. So, you know, that's a great one. And yeah, Clubhouse, there's been people that have sold many sites, many things, many assets and digital products, which is amazing. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's good seeing you in there too. So let me think. I learned that from Flippa. So years back, remember that site called Flippa? We all used to go there <laughs> and it was hopping, man. And, you know, now, so I, when they first came around, that was sort of when I was new to domain investing uh, and also just online in general, really, you know, getting my, uh, my feet wet, right? And so I saw people start selling starter websites mm. where they would have a nice domain name. They would, they would build content on it. They would set it up, stand it up on whatever platform they were. A lot of them were WordPress at the time or pre-built like SaaS solutions, like people selling Shopify stores. Nowadays they are, but I don't know about back then so much, but just using a pre-built um, pre software or sending up something really quick, standing it up. Yeah, just like you said, do the design, uh, add content. You know, I, I say set up the house, turn the lights on, put some furniture in there. That's what they do with their website, right? They fill it up, they get it going, make it look like someone's home. And so they get it. It's a turnkey starter website. And what you do with that is, you know, you essentially hand someone the keys like, hey, I've set up this site. I've done the research. It's a great idea. In my opinion, it looks like there's a demand in this industry or it's something that's up and coming. So if you can identify like I did right when I did that, you identify these either industries, these niches, which are very popular for people who want to buy and resell them. And I'll get in, I'm happy to get into that is the or there are these verticals where you have an idea or you had that domain or you found one that serves one of those communities or those industries, niches or verticals, and you launch that site on it, it makes sense. Whether it's a community, it's a blog, right? It's, it's just a service website. If you can set that up and it's appealing to people and there's enough people that go after it, you can really set up those sites and flip them because if you can get into that space where there's a demand, right? Like, I think that's an important thing is you can set up a site nowadays for anything, right? Especially uh, with, you know, how easy it is nowadays. Right. It's setting up one where there's a demand in that industry. Like a lot of people love them for service professional related websites, for membership sites, like directories are really popular. People love those when we were doing it. Um, also blog, blog websites that have already been done with content. 
now or setting up the idea for it and just giving them the keys. There's a lot of people that don't want to think of it on their own. So they love to just buy and rather than build, right? They don't want to reinvent the wheel. So if they can find something that uh, basically is either grabs them emotionally, right? Or that excites them when they see it, or why didn't I do it first? You know, they people, <laughs> I've had a lot of those conversations with people that wanted those pre-built sites or to come and buy a site I'd already had had. So I think that mm. was a lot of fun over time. And yeah, I just identifying those markets. You know, I think a lot of the service professional ones are really popular, like I was saying. There's a lot of really niche ones. So you have to think of how many, what the demand would be for that. Right. When I say niche, it's like, uh, you know, going after uh, medical device lawyers in a certain state or town or, or, or country, right? You want to think, you know, and medical device lawyers for a certain type, right? That's like really niching down, right? They're, right. But they're out there, right? Or instead of just being more broad or more general. So considering that, you know, like, and over time, so yeah, to, go, to take it back for a second, over time, I tried to identify those where there'd be people at demand there, where it's something that was exciting, something that easy to build content on. And then just making it look good and then just positioning that to other people with value. Now, would you take on something? Because like for me, when I look at development sites, like I really want it to be like high margin, um, a high margin type of site that, hey, if I'm going to flip it, then I'm definitely going to get well into the four figures, high four figures, if not going into the five figures for a sale. Now, there's also the affiliate income path, as well as, you know, you you think about uh, Commission Junction, Share a Sale, or even uh, Google AdSense. Um, And there's some others that are in their Media Thrive and uh, on and on and on the list goes. But when I think about just some of these sites now in regards to what you're saying, like you're not, I'm assuming that you're not going after sites like uh, pet grooming or pet walking or nail salons or things like that. Um, when you're talking about developing sites, you're actually going after probably something that's broader, I'm assuming. Those are good ones. I feel like a lot of people want to start with those because you think that they may be that that might be like a good target market. But you need to do the research, right? Are you doing that as like a geo? Is it going to be geo related when you go for mm. pet grooming? Is it going to be broad? We all know. I think it was we know who owns uh, PetGroomers.com, right? There's one guy, uh, Drew Wash owns that. I believe it is yeah. Pet Grooming or Pet Groomers. I can't remember which one is. And like, you know, then think of that makes me think of that one, which is a great <laughs> domain, by the way. I love that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, going after those are those are fun to go after, but you really need to do your research. Right. So I would mm-hmm. I would prefer to go after something more broader, a little bit more bigger if it's for resale purposes, because I'll have a better chance of selling. And that's what I was saying earlier. If you go really niche or vertical or really industry specific, you know, you're, you're you could be you know lowering your chances unless you already have an in in that industry or that community. So. A lot of times people will do that targeted, right? You know, you know, maybe you're going into an auction or you go into one of these auction houses or rooms and you sell it and you know that there'll be buyers there for that specifically because it's either a hot or a trending topic. And that's that's another thing you can always try to follow is a hot or upcoming or trending topics of what's popping up, develop something quickly, you know, get it on the rise and then you know, just see what happens from there. So that's a now, topic. Dennis- what now what's been a, a name that you can actually talk about or a site that you've developed that you've been able to flip? I don't know if I have one I can share. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I apologize. I do. No, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I can have one I can actually share. But I, I have sold definitely into the four figures. I've had a lot of fun with them. People still own them. Um, they are successful with them. Yeah, because I essentially just gave them a turnkey business. So that that's like I think one of the most important thing is you know you're you're giving them something that's working, right? If you right. Do that, give them something that's working and they take that site. You know, it's from that it's on them from there on, right? They can always come back to you and ask questions and things like that. But once you get it going and they have it and they can take it with them, I think that that's like you set up the house, they're on their own now, they're off to the races. So I think that when me doing that, 
people have had success, but yeah, I don't have any I could share, unfortunately today, but there are some, there are some good ones out there and they're still, they're still around. No worries. Now in terms of you monetizing the site. So obviously, yeah, you can flip a site, sell it for whatever that value is in that given moment. But in terms of the sites that you have that are a part of your portfolio, like what uh, sorts of um, income have you been able to generate and how in terms of like, is it Google AdSense? Is it Commission Junction? Is it Amazon affiliate? Like what are you using um, in terms of to be able to generate profit from these developed sites? Yeah, uh, Google Ads, definitely. I'm do that. Um, I haven't, you know what? And okay, so Commission Junction as well. Um, share a sale. I, I know I had one with Share a Sale uh, for a while. I wasn't too big on the commission there, but Commission Junction, Google Ads, membership websites with subscriptions, been able to generate that. Um, on a recurring basis, I was into the four figures. Um, I kind of stopped from there on, on that one site that I'm thinking that comes to mind, but in these uh, ad related websites into the thousands, you know, because the, these are small projects. I only work on them for so long and then I either move on, I try to sell them. And then I let them go, but depending on what it is and depending on the topic as well. But yeah, definitely in the thousands I've generated from that, especially from the ads. And then from the subscription website, it would be the same. So I've enjoyed those. I've had fun. And then again, I just try to move on to the next one over time. Now, when you say subscription, I'm assuming like, are, is this a subscription to some sort of product or is this yeah. a subscription to something that's digital, virtual, physical? Like, Yeah, yeah. So no, good, good question. When I say subscription, so definitely like a recurring membership subscription as a directory, right? So people want to come on and join a website. And that's what a directory is. If you look at like Yelp, Yellow Pages, mm-hmm. uh, sites like that, right? People go on there and they become a member of something, right? So if it was, we'll go back to the dog grooming, I believe a pet groomer is a dog grooming, right? For example, if I joined on there, um, they're like, oh, we'll be listed on our site. You know, you could, uh, you could be listed on our website. It's 29 a month. You're going to be seen amongst all the other dog groomers. Um, you know, people are coming on us to search. We'll also do a search engine marketing and, and uh, ads and things like that to get you more exposure for your business. Now, you can be listed on this website, uh, $9.99 a month, $100 a year for a membership as a directory listing. So to give that business exposure, to give them marketing and advertising as a page on that website for people who are looking for either that service or what they're offering in their area, right? They can be found in the search engines or on the site directly. So that's how I've done it. And uh, by creating sites like that, setting up a business model, usually I do like a uh, like a three-tier model where it's like free or uh, good, better, best, or like gold, silver, mm. bronze, right? And then always a free one to get people in there get them started. And then you also have the opportunity to always upsell those people. So you can always enjoy and have fun with that. And uh, that, that's been my strategy with those type of sites. There's many directory softwares out there. Brilliant Directories is a great one. And other ones that you can use that are pre-made, pre-built to launch these ideas and get online with them really quickly. And that's what I think people enjoy. And that, that's been my strategy is setting that up quickly, standing up that site uh, for the ones that I want to be a part of and uh, launching and getting it online. And you'll be surprised. People will pay for something that makes sense for them or their community, community that they're a part of if they see the value. And I think by setting your site up quickly and adding content, that's the most important thing for people to Number one, understand what you're doing and also respect the site and then want to join it too. Mm. Okay, <laughs> listeners. Okay, I hear y'all. I hear y'all. And the question is, but Dennis, like, why do I really want to go and put all of my effort in? I mean, why do I want to go compete with the likes of Yelp, with the likes of Facebook, with all of these right. other platforms that already existed? Like, Aren't website directories, isn't that a thing of the 1990s or the late 1900s, shall we say, at this point? Uh, 
<laughs> late 1900s. That's good. You know, definitely. Okay, so link farms were the ones that really gave directories a bad name, right? Where you can go put links and everyone's got their link from the whole world and everybody's site was ranking. You know, I think that there was a misconception when we get back, because I hear that a lot, right? With what I do. Oh, directories are dead. Well, the ones that are dead are the ones that weren't serving anybody, right? Or the ones that aren't updated are that are just so general, they serve everything in the world. They're not specific, right? Or they're like, oh, Google's gonna just put a listing at the top and they're not gonna find me. So the ones that I'm going after, if if you're going broad, just picks you have to do your research, number one, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going more niche, it's good. And either way that you go, you want to build a website that's a community, right? You want to have people be a part of something that is gonna help them grow, help their business, and either connect them with other people uh, in that industry or more customers, right? So our directory is dead. Not if you they're they're not dead in the sense of creating a a website that's a community where you can have people join and be a part of it together. So I think that that's sort of like a different aspect than going for something very broad, like completely broad, like Yelp or Yellow Pages, where they cover anything in the world, right? You can think of, and uh, if you can pick an idea where you're in an industry uh, or you're in a niche or a vertical that makes sense for you and there's a demand there, that's where it's definitely not dead. That's where people want to join and be a part of that website. Again, you'll hear me say community over and over because I really believe in that. And that's what I've seen really be the differentiator against someone wanting to join that broad website to someone finding it more appealing when they see that something that's just for them or something that they're interested in or to help their business. And you mentioned Drew Wash, and that's something that he's done with, uh, what is it, towing.com, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's done that with towing.com, and and I think he has a, a couple of other uh, websites that he's developed, but he has dialed in on uh, that model. Like you said, it, it's the it's the uh, gold, silver, bronze type of a situation. Something that's so easy, yet it's affordable because in most cases, most of the business owners that are joining this uh, community, obviously they're busy doing the work, if you will, um, right. not necessarily trying to figure out how to get more, although that is a concern, but it's a matter of doing the work that's already there. So if they have something like a towing.com that can actually position them well, position them well within their industry and send them business, it's like, why not do that for the cost of a cell phone uh, per month? Uh, It's a no brainer. And so I think that that's what you're also hitting on too, is the, just the affordability factor of, because if you look, you say, man, you get the perfect domain. You can set a right. site up within 30 minutes or so, give or take, depending on what platform software you yeah. use. But in most cases, if you go out to to get shared hosting or virtual private yeah. server that's all managed, you click one button install to do WordPress or whatever, yeah. the site is up uh, within yeah. 30 minutes. And then it's a matter of content and design. Now, that being said, uh, in, in regards to design, like Dennis, do you use uh, sites like themeforce.net or templatemonster.com that, you know, uh, they provide various platforms, but they also provide themes and templates uh, that are targeted towards like uh, developing a business directory? Like, have you used any of those tools or do you just kind of go at it alone and, and, and strike up your own uh, design with your own developer? Both. Both. So uh, definitely, you know, rather I, I learned a long time ago, if you can buy rather than build, try it, right? Try to, to buy the, rather than build if you can and if it makes sense for your business. If it's not going to hurt you in the long, long, long run or pigeonhole your goals, see if you can buy something. So, yeah, I have bought pre-built themes. I think that's a great way to get started, especially if you're new and you don't either have the funds or the skill set to develop on your own or have your own developer. And then I've also um, I, I'm a big believer in pre-built softwares. 
uh, where you can get something. And like I said, you know, get off the races, launch. I really like to mm -hmm. launch a site, get it online quickly. So definitely using a SaaS solution, pre-built softwares, or a theme into standing up with hosting, I think is really, really important because nowadays there's so many good solutions. We went back 10 years ago and you try to find a SaaS solution to do different things. It'd be a lot difficult and man, it would be rigid. You'd be there forever. You'd have to, you definitely had to have a developer because break out the duct easy. tape, break out the duct tape because it was going to be difficult. So now that things got a lot more easier and more modernized, I think that that's really great. And it gives people a lot more in, uh, opportunity in the industries to be able to launch something quickly. So everyone I think has a chance to stand up one of these sites, just got to put the, the research and the effort in there. And I think if you just find that one solution, do it, stick with it, and then see where it takes you. It's super important. Gotcha. And that, and that makes the most sense. You got to do what's best for you. Now, yeah. that being said, all things being equal, though, it really, we got to come back to, yes, while you can go out, you can get these themes, you can get, uh, you know, pre-built SaaS solutions, all this other stuff. But it really kind of hinges on the fact of it all starts back at the domain that that is a critical piece and so like explain to us a, a bit about how you got started and i think you hit on it a little bit earlier in terms yeah. of domainsmoke.com but for those listeners that are out there that have not stumbled across domainsmoke.com uh, like what is it and how is it going to be of a help and asset to them sure sure so uh, uh i'll just get okay i, I touched on it from the beginning but let me give you from the start so i bought so i bought and sold that first name had that aha moment when I had that after Nick email hit my my inbox and I was fell off my chair, right? So that <laughs> happened and I just couldn't believe it. And you know, it was in that time, you know, I had found Domain Sherpa and I started researching and looking around, trying to just learn as much as I could. I was listening over and over and over to all the old episodes, and it was just enjoyable to me. Like I just like, wow, I found something that I really enjoy. Like this is kind of cool. It's just fun. I want to learn more about it. And I was hearing those big sales, right, from the big guys, and they hear this, I'm like, whoa, man, that is cool. <laughs> that was what really started to inspire me over the years, I remember, in the beginning days. And so once I started acquiring and building through GoDaddy auctions, it was in that, so I started, 2014 was the first sale. Okay, yeah, and then 2015 and 2016, I started to build up a portfolio. I launched, I, um, it was around that time when I bought the domainsmoke.com, just the, the, the domain for myself to be able to stand up a site where I can list my domains for sale because I was doing outbound at that time. I was trying to put my names out in the universe, put them out there to people, see if I can get them to people. But I was like, I don't really feel so reputable if I don't have a website. Like, what am I doing? I hey. need to have a site where people can see them. I need to have an online store. So I started Domain Smoke, put, put, uh, had the listings on there for the names. I made my own little like uh, listing, like products, and each domain was a product. It had an image, it had a description. And so I set that up on my own. And so when I call people like, oh, go to my website or I'd email them on outbound. Oh, check out this link. This is a URL. It had a link to go to somewhere else to buy it. And I figured that out with people. And so it was then at that point that I started growing in. I started growing my portfolio. And then it was from then on 2016 to 2019 when I started, oh no, 2018, I started getting involved in the community, started to make friends and the investor, you know, just and everybody see who was out there started to communicate. And then 2019, when I had that moment where I go, all right, well, I'm looking at all these names. I can't buy them all. I want to share them with everybody. <laughs> and that's what led me into the, the starting Domain Smoke and converting it from being a, a website where I was you know, hosting my domains for sale into an actual, like, I guess, essentially like a blog or an informational website about, you know, what I'm doing and what my like path and, and journey in domain investing and, and uh, what what's kind of brought around it, you know, like, with Domain Smoke, you know, I have a blog on there. I've, I've done interviews of other other investors, 
And I've really joined, enjoyed that, uh, you know, help people do like press releases for their books and things like that. So that's been really fun. And, you know, I've tried to expand it a little bit more and I've really enjoyed that over the time it's been going on. Now, what, now what would someone find in terms of this newsletter? Like how, what's the breakdown? Is it just a yeah. list of names or, I mean, go. is there a rhyme or reason to it? All right. So the newsletter, so on Domain Smoke, what you're going to find is every day, the top names going to auctions with bids and without bids, right? So the top ah. GoDaddy auctions, I cover GoDaddy auctions. You know, everybody knows GoDaddy. They got all the names going there, right? They have <laughs> names I go to the big beast. And so in there, and then, so I cover those and I look for names without bids that are value, right? So I do that on GoDaddy. I do it with Catch. Shout out to Catch. They're one of my sponsors, catch.com. Check them out. You can back order. A lot of great names on there. And then also Flippa, I handpick the best names I see going to auction at Flippa. And then um, the names that are coming soon to auction as well that have value, right? Like the, those are usually the bigger names. And aside from that, I'll throw in some hand registration names every week. People can pick a name. I, I go and I, I put a list together of names that people can hand register anywhere they want. And I do that. And then every day I do my best rather than just being a list of names. Um, I do my best to uh, add content in there, whether it's daily tips, inspiration, quote of the day, um, things I see going on in the industry, a shout out of a big sale for somebody. So that's what you'll see. It's like, it's uh, rather than just a list of expiring names, you're going to get a, like a newsletter full of other things as well. Right. So I really enjoy that part of putting it together, sharing the inspiration, sharing the daily tips, sharing the news and updates, as well as all the the best names going to auctions at the various auction houses. (laughs) And man, how many domains do you think you include in a daily list? There's got to be um, I think roughly anywhere from two to three hundred, roughly. Oh, my gosh. So so more than enough names that everybody's not going to be able to buy all of the names. But at the same time, it's kind of like you probably put enough in there that there's a variety that that are probably going to turn people on and turn people off. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. And that's something I'm mindful of. Right. As there's there's so many names and you know like myself like I, I try to use that instinct that I have to pick names that people would want to buy that can be resold right and not not everyone's going to agree with either that choice or that name because things change all the time and people have uh, and, and domains can be very subjective of value or of what people would want and so yeah I do try to uh, have it action packed and it's not always about the quantity right it's about the quality so picking those quality names uh, with the experience I have to be able to list those for people to find and. Yeah, I think that, you know, in looking at these lists every day, because I do look back at them and I think, what was I thinking that day in a good way? And I go, okay, well, those are really good. And I think that, or, or that one was, oh, maybe I didn't like that name I listed there. Why did I list that? I won't list that type of name next time. But I think that every day someone can find something on there. And that's what I think is important, whether you're looking at, you're chasing those big names, whether it's an SEO name that's dropping, or if it's just, uh, you know, more of a premium name. Or if it's just something that's just general inventory. And I consider that like those just $12 names that we snap up. And also, I can't even, I didn't remember it. I didn't remember to mention it, but I cover a lot of the bargain names. I put a huge ah. list of, and I can't even, everyone, let me tell you something. <laughs> the bargain names on my list, I can't believe I didn't mention this. This is the part that ha- many investors will tell me this, but many don't tell me, they probably do it, is they go, I open a newsletter and I go straight to the bargain names. I want to see the closeouts first. <laughs> they go, because those will be gone. And then I scroll back up and I go back to the auctions. I'm like, I'm like that's awesome. I'm like, I love to hear that. And uh, those ones I list, Anywhere from like 60 to 100 plus a day. I, I go through as many as I can that have value. 
<laughs> yeah, and for those that aren't familiar, so the bargain names like yeah. you better be quick with the click of that mouse, um, because <laughs> it, once you see it, it don't don't sit there and say, "Hey, I'll think about it. I'll look back tomorrow." No, it'll be gone if you see it right then and there. Go ahead and pay up whatever it is. If it's fifty dollars, forty dollars, and the renewal fee to it, like pay up for it right then and there. Because uh, oh, yeah. it, it's not going to be there. It, it just won't be there. Um, so, yeah. So speaking of, man, like, do you still hand register domains today or no? Yeah. Yeah. I think hand registering is good. But there's there's but. Hand registering. <laughs> one done very carefully because it is not something everyone should just be avidly doing. If you don't do the research, if you don't understand how long you're going to need to hold that name. Uh, it's not a seasoned name, so it hasn't been out there. It hasn't existed. There's been no prior owners. So I think hand registering is good because there's always new trends. There's always mm. going to be something new on the block. And it's just like something that means something today meant nothing five years ago. What was NFT, which we all know what NFTs are now as investors. What was NFT five years ago? It was nothing. If you saw an NFT name dropping, it didn't have that value as it would today. Right. And that's where I see like, you know, I think that hand registering is okay, but when done carefully and mindfully because when you're finding something new as a hand registration, sometimes there's a lot of variations of it. Mm. And when I think about hand registering, I wanna go off data. I wanna do my research. I wanna look at name bio, which I love when I'm hand registering names because I wanna look at those keywords uh, that I'm adding, right? Uh, to the ones that I'm registering and see if they sold before, if that secondary keyword is popular or the first one that I'm that are going together, uh, is the left side and the right side make sense together? Do they have, a synergy, right? So when I'm hand registering, right. I really think about that because I want to be careful because hand registering, it's definitely an art. It's the way that leads everybody. I, I'd say, uh, let's say 90% or I don't know, there's a huge <laughs> percentage of people who start investing just like I did with my first hand reg with their hand registering that that's, that's their, that's their gateway into domaining is registering that first eight, $9 name and figuring out what happens and looking back, Oh, I got a bunch of those. I got a bunch of those looking back and going, Oh, I didn't know what I was thinking there. And so that's where I'd say very carefully, everybody listening, you know, you can do a lot of them. It doesn't mean you should. If it's available, someone said once, if it's available, does that mean someone didn't else, someone else didn't want it? I go, well, it's just something that you have to be uh, careful on, right? Because if it's available, it could be something that's coming up in the future and just, just do your research. I think that's the most important thing. And that's what I always look to do before I hand register a name. Now, Dennis, do you invest in in what what I call the the alternative extensions or the the new G's as we likely refer to them? Like, do you invest in any of those or any um, country codes or so CCTLDs? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was like the first wave of NGTLDs when it came out. You know, I, I, they they got me. You know, I got hooked on <laughs> a bunch of those. And I was like, oh, the dot discount that seems really cool. The dot this, the dot that. And that was also, I was a newer investor and it was that whole wave of excitement with the land rush and everything dropping and coming on that you wanted to be a part of it. You know, you had this FOMO, you didn't want to miss out on right. this one coming. And because you're like, oh, well for $29, I can own this, the dot VIP, right? And so in the beginning, yeah, I definitely bought a handful of those. I, I thankfully I didn't go too wild and I bought a handful of those. I think majority I have dropped. Mm. Um, I looked into various things and I was like, uh, now that I'm more savvier than I was at that point, how many extensions are registered, which I think is super important before I go after that. Do the two words uh, make sense on the left and the right of the dot if I want to put them together as a brand? Because that what's on the right side of that dot as an NGTLD will definitely become your brand, in my opinion. I think right. everyone has a different feeling on that. But I, I feel like that is your brand. If you're a dot world or a dot VIP, you put those together. That's what you're calling yourself. 
And so a lot of those I've dropped, but when it comes to CCLDs, CCTLDs, excuse me, I do invest in those, the dot GGs, the dot co's, the dot IOs, the more popular ones, um, dot TVs. Uh, it was one that I love sharing uh, was last year. It was uh, runners.tv I sold. Um, and I think that was a close. No, I was the only one in the auction. And I sold that one. I bought it at GoDaddy Auctions last, last sometime last year. And I sold it a few weeks, I think a month or two later. Um, that one sold for about 1600 bucks. Runners.tv. And the neat thing I love it is they bought it to use it. They bought that wow, site. And it, was a awesome. runners, it was like a runner's tube. It was a channel, right? They, they turned it into a runner's website and that was a .tv. And I remember why I bought that one is, and this is something I always think about too when I'm investing in names is that one sold, I believe it was once or twice in the past. So it was like, there's some value. There's some interest here. And it was mm. runners was taking a lot of extensions. .db. Thanks. Shout out to .db for being free. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. you guys. .db. Everyone, I use them. Yeah, I know you. They're great, right? So I looked on there and I'm like, wow, taking a lot of extensions, man. Okay. 30 plus extensions, 50, 80, 100, and it's available for this price and it sold in the past. So that was one that I remember that was a good one to share um, that I sold last year, runners.tv. So everyone check that site out. I believe it's still up and uh, it was cool to see them. They put it to use, I think, like weeks later. So that wow. was good. That's I awesome. That. Yeah, good for them. That is awesome, man. So in regards to the new G's, the other question that, that came to mind was, man, did you uh, or have you developed any new G's? And I only ask that because, uh, you know, there is a part of me that I'm thinking about going to look at a few extensions just to see what's out there, because I've seen some dot condos, dot services, oh, yeah. dot church, although dot church is mm -hmm. in its own, uh, right. you know, I guess you feel to play, if you will, and that's just a different uh, animal altogether when juxtaposed to uh, dot services uh, and the other dot extensions. But have you considered developing uh, some of the new uh, GTLDs as sites? No, that's a great one. You know, I don't. I'm not against it, but you know, I really just find find that doing the dot com has just been easier. Yeah, um, and because that's typically I find that it has the most value, and if I'm going to develop it. I have an intention probably uh, deep in uh, probably as first part of my thought is, will I be able to sell this and will it be easier if it's on a dot com or a new G? Right. But nothing against it. You can rank them. There's people I've seen plenty on the top of the search engines on these new Gs that are ranking. I mean, it's, it, it can happen. So nothing yeah. against. But yeah, just for me like that, if I want to flip it and resell it later, I'm going to have an easier time with the dot com. So that's what I, that's what I've leaned towards for that simple fact. Ah, uh, because I know one of some of the ones that I've looked up and, and my I guess you'd say my my parameters or criteria conditions uh, for doing it are one, if I'm going to develop on that new G, then I've got to find the exact match.com. Uh, oh, because yeah. I want to forward that .com to that new okay. G. So uh, it's been far and few that I've been able to mm -hmm. find a few of those matching combinations. But uh, it, it is something that I, I'm considering doing. But I was like, man, I hadn't met anybody else uh, who was doing development that had either strictly developed on a new G and had success uh, doing right. that in terms of they developed a site and then flipped it or they developed a site and they're actually earning um income uh passive income through affiliate income or you know ad ad income and and there are the likes of of that um but i've never i've not found anybody that's doing that and so it it just when yeah. you said development that just came to mind i was like man i wonder if dennis has developed any um on new gtld i think your strategy is very sharp um if you can find the pair and that that new g makes sense and you have the dot com it's just going to make it easier for you to secure both of them, especially with competition and things like that. 
because you know everyone's like a general like a visitor of your website their instinct may be to just type in .com so if you can make it easier if people are even typing it in if that's even part of this scenario um, to have that and yeah, I think if you have that intention in mind to sell it later on that will also put you in a better position uh, to the next user or operator of that website because they're gonna be like all right well I've secured the .com I got this new G it's working and you have both you're gonna have you're gonna have a really good time selling that putting it together as a package that's what I think yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, and I, I, and I hear the listeners again. I know. I know what y'all want to know. I know. I get it. So the next question then is out of all this experience, you as an investor buying and selling, as yeah. a uh, developer, like how many domains consist in your portfolio? So I was thinking about that the other day. And last year, uh, when I was on the domain show page, when he interviewed me, my, my, my portfolio was under 2,500. So that was about, when were we on there? Well, that was about a year ago, right? Was that yeah. five? Was it so, we're really around this time. I'm at currently 5,000. So in that point, I have not just added a few. I've added a lot. I've increased my portfolio. So I've doubled up about 5K names. Bro, so, what happened? Uh, like, how did you do this? What is he doing over there? Dennis, slow down. So, you know, I told myself, um, you know, so I, I changed my strategy a bit, right? So when I wanted to increase the uh, the count of my portfolio, I go, okay, well, you got to be careful. You know, Dennis, those renewals are going to come. They right. your stuff. You got to sell it before they come or, you know, have a strategy in mind, depending on which one they are. So, you know, definitely I have each domain that I buy in a different tier or I figure out which market or marketplace I'm going to stick it in. And in, in bulking my portfolio, I I wanted to be a part of the squad help movement. I want to be in brand bucket as well. So I've purchased domains to be just in those markets. So that's what's increased the count of my portfolio uh. because in total, because I have portfolios in both of those marketplaces. Now, that's no easy task, as you know, as, every, as the listeners know, <laughs> man, building up in brand bucket and squad help, it takes time, it takes energy. You have to learn. You've got to do your research, what sells, how to price the names there, how to do the, to, how to think like a buyer there, right? How to mm -hmm. think like the people who are reviewing them there. There's a whole method and strategy. So it was in this past year that, yeah, it's increased a lot because I've built up portfolios there and I really enjoyed that a lot. And um, that's where a lot of the more names have come. And, you know, just understanding a lot more opportunities now. I mean, there's so many great names out there and being a part of more of these like um, groups that I'm in, seeing a lot more good names, uh, being able to buy that I didn't see in other places. And when I say groups, it's like various uh, like uh, WhatsApp groups, Telegram, Discord, Twitter, yeah, Discord. I mean, yeah, name pros. I bought many names on there, um, and uh, you know, just to different places. So yeah, that's what's helped me grow it a lot. And where I'm at now, I don't, I don't really foresee myself growing too much larger. I sort of like want to cap out about where I'm at. So you know, that's what I say now. Let's hope I can stick to it. But yeah, I want <laughs> to stay in this in this realm that I am. I don't want to you know go too much further. And, but, you know, like in growing it to this, this part of where I'm at now, the one thing I've always remembered and I learned, I, I wish whoever wrote this because it stuck with my head, it stuck in my head, this whole journey I've had is diversifying my portfolio, not yeah. only having one type of name and that's all I do, which don't get me wrong. If you're good at that, go ahead and do it. I'm not stopping you. I don't, this is not, don't, don't not do that. But for me, diversifying is great because. I see my sales, when I see sales happen, I see one happen in a different market. The next one's completely different domain. And I love that because industries will cool, they'll rise, they'll jump higher. Like crypto names are really popular at one point, but the next time they slow down and they die right. and they come back again, right? NFT names are really hot right now. I've seen a lot of people selling those. 
those may slope, then they may rise again. And then other ones come back and you're like, wow, I, I own that? Wow, that sold because you diversified and you had sort of different names in your portfolio. So I think that that is one thing that by having this amount of names, I feel like I really had the chance it's enabled me to have all different names in different sectors, industries, and different ideas. So that's that's where I've come to where I'm at now. Yeah. Wow. So Dennis, now have you seen, because that, that's an interesting point here in terms of, I've heard people say, hey, once you clear the 4,500, the 5,000 range, or even the 10,000 range, like they noticed an uptick in their sales or consistency thereof in their sales. And so going from that 2,500 to almost 5,000 or over 5,000, like, have you noticed um, an uptick in your sales or not, not so much, or is it too early? Um, Yeah, I I definitely think a little, well, let's see. So I believe early in the year, I must've been about somewhere in the 4,000 or 35, it was nearing 4,000. So in that time, we're in August now, increased by a thousand names, which sounds about accurate. Have I seen an increase where it totally jumped in sales? No, I wouldn't say that. A, a typical, you know, I, a, one thing, I, one metric I have seen is a typical sell, uh, the typical sell through time for a domain name of, my, of mine is usually about 18 months, 16, oh, wow. 18 months. I've seen a lot of them sell at that point. And this, now that I've bulked up my portfolio, you know, some of those haven't had that time to be seasoned, as I like to say, right? They, they haven't mm-hmm. really been on the shelf long enough. And I've had names, don't get me wrong, that have sold in 30 days that now I have to wait for Afternick to pay me because they, they want the lock to be off, which I love. I don't mind. I'll wait. Sure, it's sold. Okay, no problem. <laughs> no problem, Mr. Customer. It's coming to you. And so I've seen those ones happen. But have I seen a, a straight up uptick? No. You know what? I haven't seen that also do I find that I do find is interesting is there's not a whole bunch of also inquiries that come with that. You know, like a lot of people think that if you own a lot of domains, you're right. like, oh, you must get uh, five inquiries a day. And that's not always the case. Mm. But don't get me wrong, the, the amount of names I have, I mean, I am currently able to sustain and I am getting sales to maintain what I'm what I'm doing, which I'm, I'm grateful for by picking names that I hope people want to buy and, and that will you know be sold to end users. That's definitely my goal. Um, and yeah, so I think it's a little early. I'm here for the long run. You know, I'm not in and out, right? I don't want to come and go. And yeah, right. these names I have, each one of them, I think either I'm going to have this name for this long because not every name that I buy will I keep forever. Not all. Right. Of them, right? There's going right. to be names that I'm going to drop. Things change or maybe I don't want to own that anymore. Or, or hey, why did I buy it? Oops, <laughs> that does happen. We do make mistakes, unfortunately. Right. You know, things can happen. So I do keep that in mind too. So I do know that I may be out of 5,000 name portfolio now, but that could change. It could sell a bulk of it off, mm-hmm. right? You know, those, those brandable portfolios I have, there also could be a move. I could sell those. I could move on. I could restart. I've seen many investors do that, which, you know, that's also a part of my mind, too, is in the future, do I want to have that? And, you know, that's always in the, in the back of my mind as a strategy to be able to, you know, sell and rebuild and start again. Right. Now, let me ask you this, then, in terms of just distribution, uh, or I'm assuming that most of your names are listed are buy it now names versus just make offer? Sure. So... You know, I put my names in tiers, right? Like I have the top tier names, right? Um, that I would want someone to make an offer on. Either they're priced too high where the sense that you can't have buy it now, right? Because it's over a hundred thousand. I have some names like that. And then I have the other ones that are just straight up make offer because I just want to see what someone's gonna say. I want to get that offer from someone. <laughs> I want to negotiate, right? I don't want to leave any money on the table. So I have a smaller, I'd say maybe less than five percent of my domains are gonna be uh not are gonna be make offer, less than five percent. Mm. The rest all price. I want that bin. I want that sold email on my account. I want to wake up to it. I want to see it. I want to be excited. I want to, I want it to make my day. 
But yeah, majority of my names are like general inventory under the sub 5K range um, that are all price bin uh, buy it now uh, where, you know, essentially there's a price there. They could make an offer. Some are no make offer. It's just the price. And that's the price. There's no floor. It's just the price. That's it. The, the, the minimum offer is the full price. So I have some like that, depending on if it's got um, inquiries in the past and things like that. So I strategize each one a little bit differently. You know, when I go back, especially when I renew, I think that that's a super important thing when you're looking at your pricing is when you renew, spend a few minutes. Once you've renewed those names, go through those prices, make sure the landers are live, make sure that ah. buy right, right. That's, that's actually helped me get more money for my domain names after I've renewed them. We never know who's watching those renewals. If people think that if it expires, they're going to be able to buy it, right? So that's also helped me when I go through those renewals. So setting that buy it now pricing, 95% of my portfolio uh, where it's listed. Well, you answered that next question because I was like, man, how in the world do you keep up with pricing um, these domains as, as your portfolio has now doubled? It's like, man, I, it's kind of like, you know, you, I've gotten those emails and you've probably gotten a few as well where you're yeah. like, oh man, this thing sold. Oh shoot. That's uh, not what I wanted it to sell for. I, it has happened. I go, I undersold it. I undersold it. But, you know, as an investor, we go, oh, we could have got more, right? But the, the if you get that money in the bank, as long as you didn't lose money, you know, it's not so bad because you can move on, right? Especially right. if you have more names to make up for it. But if you left money on the table, that's where I have those. That's where you want to do those make offer names. And you want to be mindful of that if you're going to leave them on make offer. And they should be those type of names. But yeah, I've definitely undersold those names if they happen. You know, going to the pricing and things like that. Yeah, I think each name, when I listen and price it, I think, will this be a price that someone sees it and they can click it and buy it and check out? Right. Mm-hmm. I always try to think of that. Will someone be able to click it, buy it and check out? Does it fit on a credit card? Are they going to have to wire money for this name? Is it, uh, am I sure that someone would want to go through the hassle to make this their brand and pay that much? Uh, so one thing is uh, when, I, when I do that, when I first list the name, I evaluate it. I go through my process. I evaluate it and I list it. When I renew it, I, I always try to think when I think back, like, OK, what, what was it about this name that I, that I bought it? Should I keep it at that price? I'll do like a quick glance over. And if everything makes sense, if everything's listed right, then I list it at that. And then there's those ones that they could be uptrending that I do want to you know, put those ones apart. Like say if I, here's a better example. If I renewed 50 names, I might pick five or 10 that I really, I take those and I study them a little bit more than the rest of them. I'll do a quick glance over on those. If I took the 10, those are like those ones that I need to spend a little bit more time. The other 40, I'll do a quick glance. Price looks good. Okay, boom, boom, boom. All right, let's just leave them. They're all live. They're, they're all, it's all a, um, a, a buy it now price so I can get fast mm-hmm. transfer. So I'll make sure I'll do those quick glance, but I'll take time spending those other 10. I'll see if they're registered more extensions. I'll check the exact max searches. I'll do a little bit of research on them. I'll check name bio. And those are things that like, I, I spent a little bit of time on. And you can't do them all when you get to a bulk portfolio. That's the part that, like right. you mentioned, like we, we're talking about in the beginning and this whole podcast comes to our time is very valuable, especially as investors, if you have other things going on. Um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll handpick those, those top ones to look at, you know, and, um, that's helped me out a lot. Definitely. Awesome, my man. Well then wrapping up, I mean, what would be your advice to someone who is, they've listened to this podcast and they're considering, they're saying, man, I'm thinking about, you know, dipping my toe into the proverbial waters of domain investing and domain (laughs) development. Like where should they start? What would be your advice to them? Number one, you're new, you're, you're just starting. Let, let's make a pledge to each other. Don't buy a name yet. Don't buy a name yet. You know why you shouldn't buy a name? 
is because <laughs> not because you can, not because you should. Just 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 wait. Just wait. You're gonna you're gonna learn how to buy them first because it's so the barrier to entry is so low. So first step, do your research, learn, learn, learn. There's DN Academy. There is a lot of information on name pros. There is domain Sherpa. Listen yeah. to domain Sherpa. Do your listening, do your reading. If you're brand new, connect with other investors, make friends, get social, join a group, find a group, find something that you're where you're comfortable to talk with other people before you go hand registering or just dipping in auctions. Because if you're doing that, you, 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 you'll buy some that are good, but you may buy a lot that you just don't didn't need to buy. And if you can avoid that, you'll save yourself, you'll save yourself a lot of money, save a lot of time, grief. And then the thought process of having to let those good names go when you may be attached to them because they were your first wins. And it's harder to say, oh, no, but those are good. So to get back to it, do your research, read, learn. There's a lot of good materials. And I'm sure that like you, if you go through there, you'll be a better investor in the long haul. And number one, you'll save a lot of money because if you're in this to make money, try to save some in the beginning. You know, yeah. set up and also set up, when I talk about money, set a budget for yourself. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So just when it comes to buying the names, right? So set a budget, set a limit, figure out how you're going to sell them, whether it's on outbound. And if you're new, once you get, once say like you're in the point where you've done your research and you've learned a bit, right? And you want to, you've learned a bit. Now you're like able to buy names, right? Figure out how you can sell them, right? Learn to do outbound. By doing outbound, you're going to get more excited about your names. You're going to get interest and you're going to get sales over time. If you learn how to do it, right? There's plenty of books, Read Yogi's books, right? Read the books out there. There's so many good books that will give you tips on how to accelerate yourself. So I don't know anyone that, you know, jumps into a profession without learning first, right? You want to take some time to learn, learn, learn your tools on your, your craft and then start investing. So that's my tips for anyone dipping their toes and first getting started uh, in the in the domain investing industry for sure. Man, that is awesome. Well, last but not least, is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners? Yeah, yeah. So I have something for everybody and I wanted to make this fun. So uh, <laughs> what I like to do and I like to have fun. You know, we talked about the shirts in the beginning and, and this sort of leads back to that. So I wanted to do a contest for everybody. And then I have something to bless everyone here. And I'm going to give a shout out to these guys. So we have a find the flame contest. And, <laughs> and what this is, is essentially you go to Domain Smoke, you search around Domain Smoke to find a flame. And this will be hidden on a page where it's findable. It won't be impossible to find guys and girls. It'll be there. <laughs> People will find it. I'm not hiding anything from anyone, but it, it's going to be fun. So the prizes are as follows. So I want to thank Yogi Asalanki, great guy. He was able to give a copy of Domain Outbound Marketing, one of his, his books that people really love and enjoy. And also we're giving a niftyexclusive.com domain name to someone who finds the first flame. So essentially you're going to look through his site, find go through the pages, and look for that flame and there'll be a, a message there that says you found the flame. So the first person to find that one will get it, right? And essentially, uh, once you found that flame, you go to flame, at, you send a screenshot to flame at domainsmoke.com to claim it. So that's how the first one works. So the same with the second one here, same process, look around the site, find the flame. It's Domain Investing Playbook by Alex Verdea and motivationpay.com domain name will be included in your prize. Thank you to Alex. He was able to give a copy of his book. It's actually a new book. I really recommend it, just like the web domain app on marketing. Great book. And shout out to him for giving that. I think the readers will enjoy it or the listeners. So I hope you find it. And I, and I want people to find this flame. I want you guys to look for it. And so essentially, the last one is thank you to Daryl Lopez. He has been so willingly and graciously offered 
a free copy of how to get started in domain names to everyone listening uh, on this uh, podcast. So I'm going to give you everyone the coupon code to get a free copy. Thank you again, Daryl. Thank you very much. I know you're listening. Thank you, Daryl. Use co- code uh, Domain Smoke to get your free copy. And that's free for seven days. So get on there, get your copy. You'll be able to get that. And especially, hey, if you're new, we were just talking about the new people. You'll love that. You'll get your first copy there. You can download it, read it at your own pace. He gives a lot of good tips in there. I enjoyed his book a lot. And yeah, I just think everyone who, who plays in this, I hope you guys find the flame. It's on there. Uh, shout out also to create.com is one of my sponsors. It's on the front of Domain Smoke. If you click through the uh, ad there, I have a sponsor from create.com. They give you two years of high-speed hosting from create.com. It's a new and upcoming and really strong hosting platform. And then lastly, a shout out to catch.com, who's one of my sponsors. So I just want to give them a mention and uh, share that as well. Uh, so yeah, I hope everyone out there find that flame. I hope you be the winner. And if not, if you're not the winner, don't worry. You get a free gift. Uh, for everyone, make sure you get that copy, man. I hope everyone enjoys it and uh, really excited for everyone to get get that there. I'll stop this here. So I got to find the flame. If I get So if I find the flame and I'm the first one, then I get a copy of Yogi's book. Yeah. And what was that? The other the domain was niftyexclusive.com. Nifty exclusive. That's right. And then I guess now what was number two? Number two, Alex Verdea's book, The Dip, Domain Investing uh, Playbook. And so is also, that for the person that finds the flame as well? No. So there's two flames hidden on the site. Ah, two flames. So okay. Two flames hiding on Domain Smoke, but it's time this airs, it'll be ready. So run there and get it. You never know who found it. So, you know, run to the site, get it. And I think you'll really enjoy it, right? So go on there. And then also that comes with motivationpay.com domain. So nice. that will get to your account. So nice one there. And then, yeah, number three, everyone gets that free gift. Thanks to Daryl. I really appreciate him doing that, you know. So, Christmas um, came early, y'all. Yeah. It came early. It came early. August. It, we're having Christmas in August, man. That is awesome, man. And, and speaking of, there was a find the pineapple. That's right. That's yeah, right. That, I just pineapple. don't remember. I'm supposed to be mad at you about that. I was like <laughs> one click from finding it, and I think uh, who was it? Zesty. Uh, was Zesty, Zesty Queen, Queen found it. Yeah. She found the pineapple. That was great. She won. Yeah, it was a domain. Uh, broke my heart wallet.com she won it she was the winner and she was so happy that that was great shout out to joelle for being the winner of the find a pineapple <laughs> man that broke my heart but it couldn't have gone to anyone better she certainly yeah. uh deserved it but i was like man yeah, i got a i got a bone to pick with dennis about the <laughs> pineapple man great. Now, to find a flame now and now i gotta go find this flame man this is uh i don't know i don't know i guess we flaming pineapples now watch somebody's gonna go somebody's probably gonna go look that up flaming pineapples. Oh yeah, is it available <laughs> is it available step oh, away man. from the keyboard step away from the keyboard <laughs> well with that we're out of time so dennis man thank you again for joining us today and man thank you for these exclusive offers and just yeah. really sharing your entrepreneurial journey man no, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm so grateful for your time and, and the listeners time. I hope I didn't put anybody to sleep. <laughs> with my journey and what I'm doing over here. And if anybody has questions, feel free to reach out anytime. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, you know, being a being a listener for years now, it's a pleasure to be on here and chat with you and looking forward to, you know, another time. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, and with that, thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. And last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now. 